Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Today's episode is brought to you by Jellystone Designs, the multiple award-winning innovative industry leader in creating functional, safe and fun silicon teethers and toys for babies and toddlers. Jellystone Designs are Australia's favourite silicon shoes for nurturing well-being and curiosity and experts in facilitating children's sensory play. Get yours today at jellystonedesigns.com.au. Hello and welcome. Well, did you know that sensory play is really important for babies and toddlers' brain development and the most critical period of time for children to be exposed to sensory play is within their early postnatal years? Why? Well, it's because over 90% of a child's brain actually develops before they turn five. Now, we've all seen babies and toddlers and just their insatiable ability to interact and touch and bite basically anything and everything that they have the ability to reach and what's in front of them. And it's through, you know, these types of sensory explorations that they learn to perceive the world around them and just their role within it. So the question is, you know, what are the benefits of sensory play for babies and toddlers? Well, to help discuss this today and how sensory play is a gateway to children's crucial learning milestones, we welcome our special guest, Claire Berman, owner and managing director at Jellystone Designs. Now, Claire is the driving force of the ever-evolving, innovative, award-winning products at Jellystone Designs and a very busy mum to three young children. Now, just a little bit about Jellystone. They are a phenomenal business and they are experts in facilitating children's sensory play with a really trusted range of toys and devices that facilitate babies and toddlers' development, um, including the most colourful and aesthetically beautiful range of teethers, chew pendants, sensory balls, stackers, you name it. They're just fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, Claire. How are you? Thank you, Rach. I'm really well, and thank you for such a gorgeous introduction. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And, of course, a massive congratulations on the success of Jellystone Designs. I've been following you guys for a number of years now, and, you know, it's just incredible just to see the business go from strength to strength. And as a busy mum, you know, you took the brand on in 2016 originally as a creative outlet, it's my understanding, hoping that it would bring just a balance to to busy mum life. However, from that, it's really taken on a complete life of its own and having grown substantially to a multiple award-winning business for all of your original products. So as a busy mum, I'd love to know, know, where did your inspiration originally come from just to work in this industry? Yeah, good question. And sometimes I think, well, how did we end up here? I think (laughs) I had um, a seven-month-old and I was pregnant. And the opportunity, no, no, sorry, that's not right. I had a one-year-old and I was seven months pregnant and the opportunity presented it to jump in with Jellystone. And just something about, I guess, the texture of the products, the colour of the products, it just connected so well. And I thought, 
there's so much scope here for more products to be made. Why not? Wouldn't that be a nice balance to like little people um, doing something so creative and then little did I know the world of business is not as pretty as that might sound and (laughs) it's been a very steep learning curve from there. But, um, yeah, I think when you've got little people around you and you're always thinking about different toys or how they're seeing the world and what they're interacting with and what they're putting in their mouths, which happens so much, as you were saying, in those early um, years, um, yeah, I thought there's just so much more we can be doing with this brand and there's so many products we can create. You have and you've done it so well. And through that, you know, you're constantly speaking with occupational therapists, psychologists, and, and just experts on, on how to actually create them and so that they're safe silicone uh, toys, teethers, and jewelry, all that stuff that you, that you have done so beautifully um, as well. So, you know, what are the most important features that parents should identify when looking for safe uh, toys, teethers, and jewelry then? Yeah, I guess sometimes it's important to you're probably going to be aesthetically drawn to a product and think that's gorgeous, but just put your safety hat back on for a second and just um, be be aware of what the materials are that are being used. Um, Just really sort of have a good think about the functionality. How is this going to be interacted with? Um, And then I guess are there testing certificates to to back up the actual safety of the product? Um, Yeah, I think... We can react so quickly and think, oh, my God, it's just so beautiful. And then you think, oh, won't that get pulled? Won't get that, that part will get sucked? Won't that just end up being dragged along here? Yeah, I think just, just sort of think how you're going to use that product. And the silicon itself, is there different grades of silicon with teething uh, toys and teethers and stuff? How does yeah. that work? Silicon's uh, silicon, silicon, really. It's it, um it's a, it's a type of rubber, uh, it's a chemical compound as it is. Uh, there are different grades of it. Look, essentially, if it's FDA-approved silicon, it's, um, that's the American standard and anything in Australia is a similar sort of standard, it's absolutely fine. In Europe, there is a higher level, a higher grading that needs to be passed for the European standard. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, it's really much of muchness. And I'd love to know also, like, what have you learned most from speaking to all those occupational therapists and psychologists and experts um, when you are developing the range as well? Like, what have you learned? So I guess, like, I'm in my little bubble and have my experiences and then it's great to pitch a product to uh, these professionals and sort of get their take on it. Um, Definitely. Sometimes we can be thinking too, like, bigger picture and they often help me sort of break it down and just come back to the core value and the core use of what this product is. So maybe I think, oh, you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. And they're like, no, just remember, like, all this child needs to be able to do is this one feature and really strengthen that one aspect of the product. Yep. Keep, it, keep it simple, I guess. The other really cool thing is, I mean, when we're doing toys, like they're meant to be fun. They've got to be engaging. Um, And if it's something I want to play with and I want to use, or we give the sample to uh, like a psychologist that we work with and she's like, oh, I just want to squeeze it. Like, I love it. You're like, okay, we must be really onto something here. (laughs) Yeah. 
but test it on yourself almost as much as you do when you think for your children yeah like it's play you know as adults we still should be playing we still should be interacting 100 percent. it shouldn't be boring it shouldn't be like oh god you know good tips good tips now, I wanted to acknowledge we published your article titled 10 Amazing Benefits of Sensory Play for Babies and Toddlers. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, please tell us what it's about and, of course, what inspired you to write it. Yeah, I okay, guess so we've broken down like all the different ways um, in which kids sort of interact with uh, toys and yep. it's, it's like it's an instinct for them. They're, they're, they're not overthinking it. They're just grabbing it and, and using it. So I guess we're looking at the different ways in which they are using it and and what they're benefiting from by using these products. I guess a lot of our uh, products are designed that they can end up in a bub's mouth. So they do pass like the teething standard or the choke test um, because we know that children at this age, they are putting everything in their mouth because that's just another sense for them and that's just another way in which they are trying to understand the world and uh, understand this new object in their hand and what they can do with it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So tell us what is sensory play and why is it so important? Well, so it's pretty simple. It's sensory play. It's any activity that simulates the senses. So we're looking at sight, touch, taste, smell and sound. Uh, Also, I think it's really nice to include in here um, vestibular, which is our sense of balance, and proprioceptive, which is that understanding of where your body parts are in relation to the rest of your body. Um, So, yeah, I think including all of that into our sensory play. And then why is it important? Um, Well, I guess we're looking at, Memory and cognition, these improve when they're combined with movement, sound, textures and other sensory input. And so when we use a combination of senses to accomplish a task or um, when we're exploring something new, it creates, if we go to our brain, it creates stronger, deeper neural pathways. So I guess as babies, when they're learning and learning and learning, combining all these senses strengthens the neural pathways that bobs are making and they are making like millions of gazillions of new neural pathways through those very early at that early stage yeah like we said 90 over 90 percent of a of a child's um brain develops before the age of five it's really just incredible um so you know giving them every opportunity to help develop that as best as possible now in the article we published um it features 10 benefits of sensory play love to know of the 10 uh and we could probably just run through just briefly that you know obviously we want people to go to the article and read it but what are your favorite top three of the 10? Um, look, as a mum, calming the mind and calming the body, I can't look past that. Um, that is a top tip. So settling the body and settling the mind, um, such a, an amazing benefit. So we've got the brain engaged and we're getting the body calmer by interacting um, and doing doing some sort of sensory play. I think when things go a bit mucky and go a bit wild at home, to be able to come back and sort of regroup and resettle and sort of uh, pull out a sensory play activity 
Um, Isn't it interesting? Just sorry to interject for one moment. What you're saying yeah. when you when you give the um in the testing phase uh, the toys to to the likes of a psychologist and and they they have that experience of going. I just want to touch it. I just want to squeeze it. Yeah. It tells you instinctively what the child thinks when they pick it up too. And so it's oh. so important to be able to empathize and put yourself in their situation and in their place. Exactly. Would you think? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something really fabulous with sensory play that um, different ages can be interesting interacting with it like I know if I set up something for my six-year-old my eight-year-old will want to jump in and, and have a go like I want to put my hands in it and try it as well so um yeah with with, with what you're saying like it, it's if it's tactile and it draws you in that way um fabulous yes 100% what's your other ones I'd love to know uh curiosity I guess the I guess that draws in from the like creativity in that side of my my thinking, but that whole like if I do this, what will happen with that? There's so much to explore, and it doesn't it doesn't need an answer. It doesn't need an end point. Like it can just be quite open ended and and free yep. in that um, in that respect. And I think that's that's pretty special for kids to just have that opportunity to you know if I if I plonk this all out on the floor, what's what, what will happen? Yep. And it, and where do we go from there? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And what's your last one? And the last one, I guess what we are touching on before with um, the brain development, and you can just see um, what what little ones are drawn to and what they want to explore further and how they, how they want to be, um, you know, like t- touching or smelling or, or biting or, um, or tasting, how they're interacting with it and, and what all that feedback and messaging to their brain is actually doing and how they're learning so much just, just by playing. So like in the article, I'll just sort of just go through um, just top line what the actual 10 are. So fine, yep. rotor skills and hand-eye coordination, uh, language development, curiosity and investigative mindset, which you just mentioned, um, sparks cr- um, creativity and creative thinking, settles the body and mind, which is your, your top one, um, yep. concentration, focus and mindfulness, which is something that I think we all appreciate even more so and more so than ever at the moment, <laughs> mindfulness and the importance yep. of it. Um, age children um, on the spectrum as well, um, socialisation, sensory toys to facilitate play, all of that stuff. And so, we'll, of course, we'll have the link through to the article and you guys have really articulated that stuff so, so, so well. Now, I just wanted to know, like, why do you think our Instagram feeds are so full of parents creating sensory play setups at home? Yes. So, I guess what we're touching on before with the with calming the body and calming the mind um, we've all experienced a hell of a lot of time at home in these past few years. Haven't so we just? You know, that they have been fabulous go-tos. Um, and I, I guess what we were saying before, like the whole family can jump in and be a part of it as well, like all different nice. ages want to do it. Um and I guess, you know, you know, there is that aspect of like the Instagram feeds and how beautiful some of them are. Like there are absolutely stunning um, sensory play setups that you can see on Instagram as well. I guess it's very Insta-worthy um, as wow. well with just how pretty, pretty it can be. But from your perspective, does sensory play, does it have to be complicated or can it be easy? I think it should be so easy and I think something that I know, it, it sometimes it just needs to be a grab and go 
here you go and just run away and and do this and like put some shaving cream in the shower and go and get messy and and let it all out as as you need to I don't think it needs to be of of course there's nothing wrong with it being pretty my gosh we all seek that but um no I think quick and easy are, are two aspects that we really should be striving to achieve but that being said, then what are your favourite, I guess, quick and easy sensory play activities? I'd love to know. Sure, right. Okay. So sure. I think one of the ones, <laughs> it's a bit random, but I feel like one of the ones that's like a bit of a go-to for us in our house, yep. I will just pull out a tub from our pantry. You know, do you have like in your pantry a tub that's got like the rice that's left over, the lentils, yep, the beans, yep. the chickpeas? Old school that. Tupperware, yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and I might grab like patty pan can- like cases yep. or, or just in you know, little like plastic tubs or whatever. Put a little bit of each of each of whatever I've got there. I mean, shaving cream such a fabulous go-to, so I might plonk a bit of that in one of them. So there's little, um, just little containers on a tray, maybe add some spoons, a spatula, a measuring cup, a fork, whatever. Just grab yep. whatever. And then I just let my little one just go outside and um, he often makes up a potion, you probably call it, or, or maybe it's like a witch's cauldron or, or whatever we're doing that day. And he's in there mixing all this muck together. Um, well, I guess we've got different smells, we've got different textures, that curiosity of what if I've mixed the chia seeds in with the shaving cream and put the lentils on top, what's going to happen there? Um, I think that is just such a quick and easy like settler for our for our family. Um, Love you mentioned the whole one. and direct them outside as well. Head and just very why don't we go outside <laughs> I heard that but anyway yeah continue no no well I guess another one to, to keep in mind if you're thinking oh my gosh this is so uh I, I, I couldn't deal with the with cheer and and shaving cream I, I 100% hear you maybe it's something that you can um employ before bath time if, yep. if you go into it knowing that you're going to get messy, so do like do it before um, you're going to be washing it off anyway. Do it in the shower or do it in the bath. Then it's yes. just a simple wipe down after. So yeah, don't don't let that put you off. There are ways around the the mess of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Any others? <laughs> yeah, I have heaps for you, Rach. Um, even I guess just remembering little things like round and round the garden on a little bub's hand. That sensory play as well. You're singing uh, and and you're touching, and they're getting all the like tingly feedback as they as you're going round and round um, like that. Another another messy one I like is say you could just grab a few toys out of the toy box. I don't know if you've got some animals in there, or even if it's like Lego or whatever. Um, setting that up in a in a tub of dirt and mud. Have one dirty tub and then water in another one. And you can make them dirty and then with a little scrubbing brush, pop them in and maybe you're making them clean and then make them dirty and clean again, back and forth, back and forth. Just that messiness, the smell of the dirt, the the, uh, the, the curiosity of cleaning them off um, and just getting in there and getting getting all that feels of the scrubbing brush on your hand as well I think is a really, a really great one. Um, another one for, for little ones if you have like a, a Ziploc bag yep. um head like hair gel in that yep. and you've got some like softer um bits and pieces around maybe some pom-poms I don't know if you have a little bit of glitter or something like that and and seal up the the ziploc bag then um 
maybe sort of for a bub around like on a tummy time sort of age if they're on their tummy and then they can be sort of what happens when I splat my hand down on the Ziploc bag and and move the pom-pom so visually they're getting so much feedback to the to the um experience of like interacting with as well yeah and and if you can maybe sticky tape the top of it so it just doesn't sort of you know maybe burst as well yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can, can help. You can tape them down onto the floor as well. Those yes, ones. seen that. Yes, one hundred percent. Cool. Yeah. Any others? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want more? Yeah. More, 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 more. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember? You remember we're all going on a bear hunt. Do you remember that yep. song where you um? Yep. We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big one. I love doing this with my kids, and we might go out into the garden and set up. The different stops that we go on with the bear hunt. So we go through the long grass, then we go through the mud, then we go through the swamp. Make up whatever you want. So shoes off, um, and sing the song, and then have that experience of like going through the swishy swashy grass. And how does that make you feel? And then you go in the dirty mud, and then you might want to um, maybe you want to go through the creek and wash it all off. Another way you can do it is if you set up like a series of tubs back to back. Uh, and you can fill them with different things. Maybe you want to do water marbles in one. Maybe it's cold water in one. Then it's um, maybe a few rocks and gum nuts in another. And then it's hot water, like not hot, but like warm water in another one. And then that experience of stepping through each of them, how's what's what's that telling your brain? How are you feeling? Um, you know, you're having nice these fun. great conversations about, about what, what's uh, that feedback like and how that feels. Yeah, I like that one. The hot and the cold and that sort of stuff as well, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. and I think with all of this, like, it's not everything's going to be for every kid. Like, it's really okay if your child does not want to be putting their feet into cold water. Maybe they can have that experience of, um, oh, oh, maybe they can try it, like, just slightly. They can just put their fingers in or dip their toe. Um, Like, I mean, kids... have all sorts of different needs so there's no need to be pushing one one thing or like feeling like you have to complete the whole activity um just little tasters if I like if what you said too is asking them how they feel because that sort of helps with emotional regulation for them to internalize their feelings about different things as well and, and then being able to speak about it so I think that's a really key point that you mentioned as well so thank you for highlighting that as well that's okay. I mean maybe cold water makes them think of the beach or the pool and they don't actually like swimming and and then they're wanting to chat with you about that you know, you know it, it, it might not be that but all that sort of thing keep keep the conversation open with how they're going yeah definitely very powerful well this has been a really fun chat I guess if you were to summarize your key messages for anyone watching and listening today what would they be oh, look go and get messy and enjoy some sensory play all together um I guess it's just it's mind-blowing just how much little ones are absorbing in those early early months and early years with their development and just how much their brain is putting together like so much of this amazing information um, and how how valuable sensory play is in, in helping the, their brain development. It's just, it's incredible. Um, yeah, so don't underestimate all play and, and its huge benefits. 100%. And look, if parents have got any questions for you or, of course, want to find your um, incredible range, whereabouts can they find you? Oh, 
just email me or Insta DM me but, or pop to our website, um, jellystonedesigns.com.au. Okay, awesome. And we'll have all those handles and all your handles in the show notes. Claire, I've absolutely loved our chat today and uh, can't wait to have another chat again in the not too distant future. But once again, congratulations on all your success and just keep kicking those those goals, girlfriend, because you're just, you're killing it. You're doing a great job. <laughs> likewise, you likewise, Rach. Always love a chat. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Stay safe. See ya. Bye-bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.